0: We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red
1: Robe Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Mobriety.
0: Well, Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey! Oh, hey! Whatcha? Whatcha? Hush, hey! Hey, digu kala, ihu dlomiti my All right, we're in episode uh, Unspoken Words, episode thirty-nine in the house. Thirty-nine over here to my right. We got the, uh, he's sanctimonious and he's bad. He's the sensei of the Cobra Kai. Your favorite Indian JCB, say what's up.
1: What's up, what's up. Of the
0: Cobra Kai Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> karate Chuck over here to my left. We got the two-time code champion headman dancer, Pod Gotti, Randy B in the house. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, it's. A good <laughs> <laughs> You're looking out the window and got me distracted there. Is Look, there, that. Is there Look at there some street that. folks fighting?
2: Uh, no, there's a lady walking with her shirt halfway up her stomach. What? <laughs> she's trying to even out her tan. <laughs> she's probably hot and can't take the.
3: <laughs> even out her tan? <laughs> her little row right here. <laughs> Did you need me to close
2: the window bro? <laughs> i know man i'm sorry i got distracted there know. what up what up what up listeners episode 39 episode it's about 30 time. it's about
0: time and you know me jc called me the street chief messiah <laughs> so aka true. josiah we go back like babies in pacifier <laughs> More hugs, not drugs what's up y'all thanks for joining us what thank, you,
2: thank
1: you, thank His you. Uh, favorite
2: newscaster is not Bob the Liar McGuire. <laughs> is that
1: guy still alive? I is think he's still just around? retired, actually. Bob McGuire. Liar yeah. McGuire. Is he Maguire.
2: still on uh, Q2? I
1: don't even watch the news, bro. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't only watch the news in the morning. It's a I, totally different crew.
1: I um only watch like the first 10, 15 minutes. I'll never make it to the weather part. I yeah. know he's not on there. He did retire, though. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, it's been a minute, I think.
1: That's the other I guy I can't
2: even think uh, That bald guy No he's the weathercaster That was Ed um, McIntosh ah, He's still got that Hey it. Ed How's the weather <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know Look outside
0: <laughs> He's like I don't know man Don't Why are you asking me <laughs> <laughs> Alright I'm going to throw a No look pass over here To Mr. In- favorite Indian And I believe you have a game for us correct Let's see what we can do Why is Josiah all green today anyway? Okay. I don't know I got my Got ice. all green
2: cans All green cans Got the dill pickle seeds
0: Dill pickle seeds Oh, yeah, that's oh right. that, my no.
2: goodness Unintentional
0: Oh I didn't even notice that Those are gross. <laughs> And we got the puree bottles over here <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all green today Yeah I know
3: <laughs>
1: Alright here we go Alright In a world where up is down, right is left, and Indians just sit around and watch DVDs all day. There exists a game with nothing more than to make you laugh. Join us if you dare as we delve into the world of.
3: What's that?
1: All right, you know what that means. It's time for. What's that on, Den? What's that on, Den? What's that on, Den? Den. Den, 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 den. Tell me, Den. <laughs> Hurry up, Den. All right. I got some movie quotes for you. Skull, yeah, Den. That was
2: dope, man. That was a dope. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. One, that was fire. You worked on it earlier. I can tell you uh, did some
1: work. Um, <laughs> That's dope, bro. I'm proud of you. What was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, okay. So, I was. it's not first to three this time because last time, I mean, I just enjoyed myself just watching you guys just go off.
2: Because I always win.
1: Cause it's we're like
0: we're Cause it's like. Funny to be? Five questions in, we're still zero zero.
3: <laughs> and I don't got, I don't five got quotes enough time in We're zero
1: zero. I just might as well just play the movie for you guys. And uh, uh, so yeah. this time I started out with, um, like I, I I looked up. I don't know how I got onto it, but I started with uh, inspirational, inspirational movie quotes. Oh, okay. And a lot of them were like, man, I was like, I didn't even know. I would never get them. So, you know, I want to give you guys a fighting chance. Okay. So I got a few of those, and then we have enough time. I got a couple other fillers. First one to raise? Uh just, just, no, like I said, we I need wanna a hear, I, I want to hear you guys just blurt out some. Sh-
0: okay, just blurt out movies.
1: <laughs> we need to have at it. We need oh, one of those okay. bells
0: right
2: here.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, so we're not keeping score. No, keeping score. Don't no, like I said, I get a kick out of watching. Oh, you okay, guys all right. Listening to you guys. Rocky six, Rocky seven.
3: <laughs> Willow.
1: <laughs> Willow. Okay, first movie quote. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody poisoned the <a> water hole. <laughs> Toy Story. Hey, there's a snake in my boot. I shot it like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay,
2: okay, okay,
3: okay. All right, here we go. First
1: one. <laughs> Just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever.
0: Um. Crossroads, the 80s one.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Just because someone stumbles doesn't mean they lost their path. Just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever.
2: And I feel like I've watched it before. Oh,
1: Is it a cartoon? No. As we go along, I'll give you guys clues. And so it's fairly recently. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. What is it? Thank it's, you. It's, fair, it's fairly recent. Within the last 10 years Okay It's not a cartoon Not a cartoon I feel like that's Rocky It's not a sports movie I know I was like, I feel like that's a Fast and the Furious franchise Is it
0: Fast and the Furious? I
1: don't know Why would I do that? I don't know Is <laughs> you know it Fast and the Furious 13? You know how long <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would take us to get a fa- one Fast and Furious quote out of what 12 movies? <laughs> Is it 12? I don't, they hardly there. talk it's up
2: there. Fast nine.
1: Okay. Um, Just because someone Tokyo drift. loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever. Here's another one. I'll give you another clue. Okay. It's a superhero movie. Oh. Oh. Black Panther. Maybe <laughs> when <laughs> oh. you said that last time, you get a double.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, it is...
0: Uh, it is... Uh, Avengers. Deadpool. Deadpool? It's
1: Avengers. What did you say? Avengers. Uh, you're in the you're in the right genre. I'll t- I'll tell you that. Ragnarok. Thor.
0: Thor. Ragnarok.
1: We'll say you're not DC, but you're in the Marvel universe. We'll say that.
0: We're in the movies in the Marvel universe. Yeah.
1: I'd like to use a lifeline, John.
2: <laughs> oh
0: man. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home.
1: They're not in. The, they're not Avengers. They're not on the Avengers.
0: Oh, they're not on the Avengers. Okay, okay so. Uh Fantastic Four. You getting
1: closer. All right,
0: uh, let me see Transformers. Oh. Well, that's to be definitely an X Men. Okay. <laughs> what did you say? That's X Men. Oh. All right, which one? Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a I good haven't one. Watched that before. That's a really good one. That one's a really? trip. That one's a oh, trip, man. Because okay. like Wolverine, he can heal really fast. And they send him back into the past or his consciousness back into his old self. And then he starts navigating through the past. It's
1: weird. It's all right. It's all right. It I got some homework to do.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm, a, I'm big on X-Men and anything that has to do with comic books. So I watch all those movies. Number two, moving really along. Comic
2: books.
1: <clears throat> ready? <laughs> yeah, ready, ready, ready. <laughs> the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. Master Shifu, Kung Fu Panda. I like where your head is at.
0: Okay. Sisterhood
2: of the Traveling Pants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> you did the correct thing. <laughs> I know. I just like that movie. I don't
1: think I've seen it. I haven't either. You get a right answer just for that answer. Alone. Okay. But yeah, what did you, you I like where your head's at?
0: Okay, so it's Kung Fu movie. Is it recent within the past? Is it a
2: cartoon animated? Oh whoops. <laughs> Is it animated? Yes, sir. Kung Fu Panda three.
1: Not Kung Fu Pandas, so don't say okay. the other two.
0: So it's a DreamWorks movie. Correct? <laughs> Not a DreamWorks, okay. What else is there? Luca. It's from Luca. Loki. <laughs>
3: <Disney> <laughs> That's
1: a good show. I like yeah. that show. Can you repeat the quote again? The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare
2: and beautiful of all. Oh. Oh man, that kinda sounds like um sounds, sound like um. Oh, remember was that gonna, show with Chris Farley That. Karate one The black belt Or something like that What was his name
1: Oh uh I almost said fat ninja <laughs> Yeah Black
2: ninja or something
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah The, the white Beverly ninja Hills ninja Yeah <laughs> Beverly <Hills. No laughs>
3: Black ninja
1: <laughs> Well I said the fat ninja Oh the fat ninja
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man
1: Okay you got, Do you still want to go Uh No
0: I'm totally clueless It sounds familiar But I'm, I don't know Randy I don't know Mulan. Oh. oh. That's an old one. The live action one or the cartoon?
1: I don't know. It's Well, it's got a picture of the cartoon lady on no. it. It's probably an old one. Okay. The flower that
0: blooms in diversity.
1: That's kind of what it seems the like. The flower like that blooms movie. in adversity is the most rare and beautiful I La feel La
2: like La La. it's just like the, it's a scene where it's just a field, like a, a field with flowers and the winds blowing. Mm. You know, and there. Mulan is just standing there by herself with her sensei.
0: mm-hmm and mulan is riding her horse
2: yeah
1: wa mulan
2: wa mulan the, the wind is blowing northeasterly
1: direction at twelve miles per hour okay liar
0: Maguire. mcguire
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay ready <laughs> this one's kinda this one's kind of wordy, but hang with me, okay. <clears throat> Do you have any idea how many events and choices that had to occur since the birth of the universe leading up to the making of you just exactly the way you are? Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. Oh. Sounds like a space movie.
1: (gasps) It's sci-fi, I'll give you that.
0: Okay. Okay. Star Trek. Spaceballs. Mm. It's a children's movie. A children's sci-fi
1: Fantasy, we'll say Fantasy
0: Never-ending story
1: It's a little newer than that Actually, here's a good clue It was a book Then they made it into a movie The Never-ending Galaxy I don't think
3: that's a movie I don't think that's a movie movie.
1: Uh, Star
0: Wars Clone (laughs) Wars That was a book? I don't know. There's like a whole universe of books that. We can't Google these?
1: <coughs> no, no, you cannot Google any of these. That would be cheating. Because I would probably win if I could Google. Man, my mind is going blank. My <laughs> mind is telling me no. <laughs> here's my body. Here's a, here's a quote. My phrase. body. His mind is blank, man. <laughs> oh, blank His name man. is Blank Man. Anyway, oh, I watched that movie. Do you have any idea how many events and choices that had to occur since the birth of the universe leading up to the making of you just exactly the way you are? You Man, up? let's get a clue. Let's see, it's a children's fantasy, was a book, got Oprah Winfrey in it. What? She's the one who said it on the movie. Oh, uh, Oh, you guys, you guys never seen this movie, I can tell right now. Yeah. I've never seen I've, no. I've never even a seen it. A Wrinkle in
0: Time. Oh. Uh, okay, no! Nope. Yeah, uh,
1: Both of you guys have daughters. You should watch that movie with your daughters. Okay. I strongly recommend it. It's got a lot of powerful messages in there. It's a good movie. It's a, hey, my, my, my real recommendation would be to read the book first. Okay. But it's a good movie. Watch it with your kids. Okay. A so, Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time. It's a good movie. It's got a lot of good messages in there. Word. Okay, so we got, we'll do one more inspirational, then I'll go to the other ones. Um, okay, here we go. Why do we fail, sir, so that we can learn to pick up that? Why do we fail, sir, so that we can learn to pick ourselves up? Gridiron Gang.
2: <laughs> Is this a sports movie? No.
0: Oh no sports I was about to say bad news bears um little giants no, that's
1: definitely not um we went okay here's a clue. we went back to the superheroes
0: oh, back to the superheroes
1: different universe
0: different universe, okay, so is it justice league uh, no, no. you're getting closer Batman versus Superman.
1: Yeah. Come on, come on, Aquaman, Aquaman. You, you're, you're getting colder. You Cold are now strange. You said Justice League, right? The Avengers.
2: The <laughs> That's talk. I don't even know, like Marvel. Uh, or Batman.
0: Okay. Uh, now, which one? Okay, um, Dark Knight.
2: No, Batman oh, there Returns.
3: There we go. Yeah, we go.
2: Batman Begins. <laughs> For.
3: Yeah. Oh, five yeah. Five yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. first one! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. There go. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> Batman one.
1: <laughs> I remember that part in the movie. Oh man, okay. Here, um, <laughs> here's one for you. All I don't right. know if you got it. And this, this is not out of the inspirational ones. These are just some some toss ups. Or anyway, well, I'll be here. I am bragging about how my mom's a tooth fairy and you're Santa's kid. Santa Claus. Santa Claus 2. It's a comedy. Santa Claus 1. Big. Let me say it again. Well, I'll be, here I am, bragging about how my mom's the tooth fairy and you're Santa's kid. Oh, what's that? um Wreck-It Ralph. It's not a cartoon. Oh. Oh, it's not a cartoon. It's, what do they call it? A prequel. A prequel. So it's a sequel to a movie, but that goes backward in time. Yeah. It came out
0: before the first one. Back was- to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future (laughs) 2.
1: Say three so we can get on with (laughs) it.
2: I feel like that's Back to the Future (laughs) (laughs) 3.
1: There were no old western days. Now you know why why I didn't pick anything like Harry Potter or something. (laughs) Like nine movies in there. Oh my goodness. um, A prequel. Man. What's that? How about this? Think of the last, the last line. You're Santa's kid? Oh, kid. <laughs> and if you think of Santa, you think of... Nicholas? St. Nicholas. You think of Christmas.
0: Christmas carol.
1: And if you think of Christmas...
0: You think of presents. Elf. Elf. Elf? Will Ferrell.
1: It's, it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, Rudolph it. the Red Nose reindeer, reindeer. Reindeer had a very shiny nose. So and it's not F- What, what are you? Saw it. Give us a clue, please. Okay, so <laughs> it's a prequel. There's two guys on there, not too bright. Home Dumb Alone. and Dumber.
0: Home Alone. Dumb and Dumber the prequel. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. that's <laughs> as close as we're going to get. Dumb and Dumberer. Oh, yeah. oh Dumber and Dumberer. <laughs> But yeah, he was trying to tell him. He, he said, "He's my mom's a tooth fairy." How do you know? He said, "Because he caught her putting money under his pillow." Oh. And he goes, "What's your name?" He goes, "My name Lloyd Christmas." And, oh, here I am bragging about my mom's a tooth fairy, and you're Santa's kid. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I've never watched that one. <laughs> <I'm>, nah, <clears throat> it's, it's it's got its moments. Okay, here's one for you. Now you got to get one right. Just get one right. <laughs> okay.
0: Before the sun goes down.
1: A one. Sun of goes test. down. Ready? Yeah. On
0: my side
2: of town. After the song, that lonesome <coughs> feeling. Go ahead, take
0: go ahead. over no, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting
2: for the chorus.
1: <laughs> beyond mood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go get some chorus. Just sing whatever part you want. <laughs> I know. Okay. All right. La, la. <laughs> I got two more. Two more. I want you to get one. A, take, a census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Nacho Libre. Silence of the Lambs.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> Nacho <Natural>. Libre. <laughs> Was it Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. I don't believe in God. I believe in science. Yeah. <laughs> Did you
0: tell him they were the Lord's chips? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, now this is the last one.
0: I've had diarrhea since Easter's.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. naturally weird. Right? Yeah. yeah. Since <laughs> Easter. Okay.
0: Sometimes Ready? I wear stretchy pants just for fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, one more, one
1: more. Let's go. We getting, okay, so this one's a two-parter. It's a statement and then a response. So, you four-eyed pile of shit. A pile of shit has a thousand eyes. Spaceballs. It is not a sci-fi movie. This one was written as a book, too. Based on a book. Die Hard. I don't think that was a book. Say it again.
0: The river runs through it.
1: Oh, no, never mind. I was going to say you, you were closed, but never mind. Is that he Brad Pitt in it? He said No. He says, you four-eyed pile of shit. A pile of shit has a thousand eyes.
0: Twelve monkeys.
3: They're Kill kids. Bill.
1: They're kids. Stand by me.
0: Ah. Dun, dun, I don't shut nah. up. I grow up. And when I dun, look at you, dun, I throw dun, up. And your mom dun, goes around the corner dun, dun, and dun, dun, eats dun, it up. Dun,
1: When the night Has come And the land is dark And
3: and the moon Is the the only only Light we see
1: (laughs) (laughs) No I won't Be afraid No No, I
3: I won't Be afraid afraid.
1: Just as long As you stand, stand 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 by me.
3: All right.
0: Darling, darling, (laughs) stand. And
1: that's all I have for you guys. You did not, you got one. Oh, two. Did I get two? Yeah, yeah, we each got one. We each got one. It's a tie. High five, high five. Oh, we can't even do high
3: (laughs) Uh five. Thank you guys
1: for playing. Thank you, listeners, for putting up with that. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that was uh, fun. That was funny. Here that was there. cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been Not, a minute i, I got
0: to revisit that.
1: I um <clears throat> I have to watch more movies. I was thinking, man, what can I cuz there's there's like a billion quotes, but like a lot of them are real like too easy. Like yeah, yeah. life is like a box of chocolates. That one comes oh, up all the time.
3: time. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I wanted
0: to like try to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, like grow easy, like real easy like, the old, like any gangster movie. You probably would have got it right away. You like, made those hard. I don't man. want his life. I want his port. I don't want his port job. I want his life. I am mixed it up. See, that's why I don't want to do it because I'll mix up the the quotes. Yes, sir. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was sir. fun. All right. Well,
0: let's get into our main topic, shall we, sir? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, well DJ, why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, alright, alright, here we go in our main topic for Unspoken Words, episode 39. Man, I can't believe it's episode 39, man, that's a trip to me. But anyway, here we go. Um, tonight we're going to talk about change theory, and more specifically, the five stages of change. And I brought this up because this is, this is a model, The five stages of change is used by, if you're an addiction counselor, you know what this is. Because we use it daily, if not hourly, if not secondly. I don't know if that's a term, but (laughs) (laughs) it is now. It is now. If you use it secondly. Okay, so we'll just jump right into it. And the different stages, we'll talk about each one. Um, And it's the way it's set up. If you, you can Google it, five stages of change, or six, actually. There's six stages. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Six. There's six stages to this change. Um, there's pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, relapse. And then it just goes in a cycle. But the idea, I mean, all these are in a circle. They're all separate circles. They're siloed. Um, different stages, they're in a circle. But the idea is like you go through these stages <clears throat> um in an upper, upward spiral. So you're learning as you're going. Ideally, you would learn as you go, as you move forward. So we'll just talk about each one. Um, So we'll start with the pre-contemplation. And this is the logical starting point for the model. Where there is no intention of changing behavior. The person may be unaware that a problem exists. And looking back to a time when... um, in my youth You know there was a time when I, I was in this stage Of pre-contemplation but that was early on Like when I was 18, 19 Like I didn't really think I had a problem, I, I mean I was Unaware that I had a problem I just thought that's the way you party and drink Because everybody around me Was partying and drinking in that way um, So I, When I think about the Pre-contemplation stage for myself It was way back then you know, early two thousands when I first started getting into uh, drinking around, partying around, because <clears throat> uh, my drug of choice was um, alcohol. So that's what that's what I think of, and I'll just open up to you guys in the pre-contemplation stage to talk about that.
1: That's that's exactly the same way with me too, because I mean, like we're almost around about the same age too, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, because I it was, it was a problem. I was doing it a lot. I was drinking and using a lot, but even then you know I had I'd surrounded myself with you know like minded individuals who did the same things, yeah and it was uh, it was almost like a badge of honor. you know remember I talked about that junkie pride yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah, we, we and <laughs> we like to party, lottie dotty, we likes to party you know and all this we don't that. cause trouble, we don't bother nobody and even then too, when, when people would comment on my use. It wasn't, you have a problem. They, they would say things like, oh, man, you can drink a lot. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, or, you know, you. oh, you're drinking again. You know, I mean, maybe in some ways it was, there was those red flags or, you know, the, the things that they say would kind of indicate that it was becoming a problem. But for the most part, I didn't think so. I never, I, I was, I glorified that whole lifestyle. Oh, yeah. In my so. own mind. For sure. So. And so <clears> to <throat> think that I had a, I I mean, at the time, to think that that was a problem wasn't, it never really crossed my mind.
0: Huh, no. Mm. Not at all. What about you, Randy? And,
2: like, I'm sitting here while you guys are talking, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, like, you guys. I started drinking in fourth grade. Mm. I think it was fourth grade. Like, my cousin came to town, and we snuck off, and um, some of the older homies, uh, gave some money to some guy who went for a run.
0: Yeah.
3: We just
2: got, like, an 18-pack in the few 40s, you know? Yeah. But ever since that time, like, I knew, like, it kind of started. Like, not all the time, but yeah. I never saw a problem with that because that's what my, like, the people that I looked up to, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Kind of like you. <clears throat> but by the time, I think I was 15 at the time, the first time I entered my first treatment center. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized, like, yo, like, I'm already in treatment and Yeah. I'm barely like fifteen, sixteen years old. I don't think I was six yeah, I think I was fifteen, I yeah. believe. Um wait, I'm trying to remember now. No, I was sixteen.
0: So like thinking back, did you think you had a problem though? No, you, like you no, know you were in treatment, but did Yeah, you think I you knew had I was
2: in I knew I was in treatment, but at the time I was still under Like I still thought Like I had a handle on my addiction And I remember flying home And as soon as I got off The plane Yeah I was drinking that night Like my homies picked me up at the airport Already had beer Came to my mom's Mm -hmm. house Checked in with her Yeah Ate dinner Mm -hmm. And then left and went and drank Oh, Oh Which is like Immediately you know Yeah um, but I never did think I had a problem. Mm, yeah. Up until I started losing friendships and yeah, started losing stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was in that pre-contemplation stage, like, like I said, only till about nineteen, because <clears throat> that's when eighteen. That's when I started drinking heavy, like partying hard. You know, once I left the nest, I was like, ah, it's on. You know, yeah, let's go. You know, and I just went. Yeah, but then I was only like a year and a half, or maybe even a year. Like in that year of drinking hard, heavy, I was already like dramaing out, getting into fights, causing fights, cussing people out, cussing family members out, cussing out my parents. And I was just like, then I, yeah, I was like, right, just like a year of doing that, I already like, just, I was already out of that pre-contemplation. I was like, man, there's a problem.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like I wasn't like normal people. It seemed like other people could go and have a drink, but me, I was doing all kinds of stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. And, like, kind of like JC was saying, too, like, there's people like, hey, weren't you drinking last weekend? Or, when's the last time you drank? You know? I said, man, I drink every night. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they're like, whoa, you should take a break. You know? And I was just like, ah, it's cool, you know? All these guys drink every night with me. It's cool,
1: you know? Yeah. And the, the listening to you guys, it just kind of makes me think of, you know, the all the things that we can come up with. To justify and rationalize our behavior, oh. even at that early, well, for me it wasn't even an early stage because there was already signs. Like I dropped out of school already. Mm. Um, you know, I that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Other than the fact that I wasn't progressing as a normal eighteen, nineteen year old, you know, I wasn't. I didn't go to college right away. Yeah. I didn't basically do anything but want to run around and drink and party yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and the the things that we come up with and especially like our environment, the people that we surround ourselves with. Oh yeah. And where we all come from, like the the common theme there was, was like everybody did it and it was normal. Yeah. And so if it's normal then it's okay. Yeah. I mean you know, and and that's that's irrational, but it it's but we know that now, but at the time. Yep.
2: And that's what I was gonna say was like I remember like it never was a problem because everybody was drinking, and the guy that didn't drink was our DD. Yeah. He didn't drink until he got, like, 18, graduated high school, and then he started drinking, and at first it was beer, and then it was liquor. Yeah. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so we all kind of hung out with like-minded people, all had one go in mind, and that was to get. To get toe up, up. from the floor. Yeah, up. <laughs> find some girls, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go find some girls, party mode, whatever, like, stuff like that. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which takes us right into our next stage. Contemplation. It says the person becomes aware that there is a problem. But has made no commitment to change. So I think like pre-contemplation stage for me was like. Probably like months. And then where it turned into contemplation. Where I was like. I made a. I mean. I understood. I was like. Okay. okay there's a problem here. Um, I'm drinking way too much. Too often. And I'm drumming out. You know, I flunked out of college twice, lost scholarships, uh, was on academic probation at the second college I went to. Uh, I wasn't in college. You know, it's just like I had all this potential when I was coming out of high school. And I threw it all away. It's just so like what you guys said, so just go party and try to, you know, chase tail and all that.
1: Yeah. I know for me, like the pre-contemplation, kind of my early teens into my early twenties, you know when, and I think a lot of that just might be just denial too on my part. But mm. the the contemplation for me was like the first real thing that I felt was uh, uh, a strong indicator to me was um, I I lost a, a lot I had broken up with a girl my girlfriend who I was with for about three years from high school into college mm. because I stole money from her Yeah, so I can go use and drink. And ultimately, you know what it, it caught up with me and she found out about it. And then I had to explain all that. And it, it was just really messy Yeah, at, at the time. And, and that's when I really thought, you know, because that's when somebody, cause she actually, she was one of the people who said, you know, she, she was a really smart individual. Um, she went and talked to an outside counselor, I think it was, uh-huh. and told him about my my behavior. And she, and that person said, "Yeah, that per- he's he's an addict. He's an alcoholic." Yeah. And then she came back and relayed that information to me, and that was the first time it was really brought up in that way. Yeah. And then I had the evidence to show, like, "Oh man, I stole, I mm-hmm. lied, I you know I did all this, that, mm-hmm. and the other." And then ultimately, it it, it was the. It was the breaking point of that relationship. So that's when that contemplation phase started. But I was stuck in that for like up until I quit. Yeah. And now it's damn near. A couple of um, decades. About 15 years. Wow. Yep. 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 And all. and, and Oh, go ahead. Oh. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, all, but, finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say in all the destruction that I caused in that time. You know it. That's that's when things really started to snowball. Yep, yep. And that's where like I'm at. Like,
2: you know, a lot of things that I did in my active addiction is still trying to smooth things over now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like repairing relationships now that I'm older, and and it's a lot of work. But like, I at like when I think back, like I'm thinking like I'm remembering times like by the time I was 19, I was already in my second treatment center. Mm-hmm. But I still never saw I was. You said it earlier like in denial And I'm like but I don't think I was in denial I was like Either I was just ignorant And didn't want to hear anybody Or just so anti-authority That I never saw a problem with my behavior I always thought everybody else had a problem
1: <laughs> Yeah But isn't that a form of denial? But yeah. that
2: that's what I'm saying Like you know like the denial Like mm-hmm. that's why it makes sense now Because like, dude, I remember, like, staying up all night, like, getting high off my mind. Like, yeah. I'm going to treatment here at 6 o'clock. Oh, at 8 o'clock. And I didn't even get home till like, 7.50. Got home, grabbed my bag, and jumped in the car and headed out. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. just high. Higher like, than the cake. Yeah, like, super high. And trying to act normal. But I never, I lied to myself, I think is what it is, not denial, but, like, just lying to myself, Mm -hmm. like, believing my own lie, like, hey, this ain't a problem. But obviously, it was a big enough problem for me to be in my second treatment center by the time I was 19.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely contemplation stage. Yeah. Kind of like. You understand that it might, you know, might be a problem Or you might even have been in pre-contemplation On your second trip to treatment
2: And that's what I'm saying Like I, I was always like lying The way I liked myself was like I don't have a problem They have a problem with me Yeah I'm the one getting high I'm the one drinking like You know Yeah But I never saw it as a problem Because everybody I hung out with Was getting high and drunk True Like in my mind we were cool Like driving around with big bags of weed Yeah you know like That's sticky Iggy Yeah At that time it was brick Like You know That's, what I mean yeah, Like yeah. we were getting rid of that to, to fund the other activities That we were doing mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Which eventually led to harder things And it was like Yeah So yeah Would that be contemplation Or pre-contemplation Cause I saw a problem with my behavior But I didn't wanna
0: Oh yeah So yeah that Definitely If you do see a problem Then you got no like Intention to make any changes, so you're like aware of it, but and even, like you said, you're like you're lying to yourself. The way you worded that, like, uh, it's kind of it just brought to light. Like that's how I felt. I Was yeah. like, I can do this, man. You guys are all weak. Everybody that was telling me I had a problem, you need to you better just quit. Don't don't even touch this stuff. I was like, man, you guys are weak, man. I, I can get a I can get a degree. I can get have a career. I can have family. Still sipping. That's what happened to you because you guys are weak, you know and I mean, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking.
2: Yeah, I remember, like, even with my bro, uh, rest in peace, Shylan. Like, we would always talk about, like, even like weed. Like, man, I'll never stop smoking. Mm. Man, I'm gonna be that parent that smokes with my kids, and then now when I look at him, like, man, that's corny. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Now I would like be like, man, the person that I'd be like, damn, you really smoke with your kids, bro? Like, man, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, what's your problem? You the one funding there? <laughs> it, know. Know, like,
1: it reminds me of uh, Cheech and Chong. He's, I've
2: been smoking since
0: I was born, man. Man, I've been smoking,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> man. That wasn't the no weed,
0: man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what was in that, man?
0: <laughs> hey, mellow out, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> You say, hey, how's my driving? I <laughs> Am I going fast? I think
2: we're parked. <laughs> but everything, like even with my weed smoking, like when they would get mad at me about it smelling like weed and stuff, I would always be like, "Why do you guys have a problem with my weed?"
3: Mm.
2: And isn't that backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like be caught up in addiction and still blame other people.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's crazy. That mean, that's those core beliefs. Those thinking errors Mm -hmm. defense mechanisms there's names for all of that stuff and they've been identified and man i when i was going through um this self-discovery and kind of thinking about that it's just i it's to to this day i still can't believe how diluted how how much i diluted myself you know yeah it's like man i i really because at the end of the day for me i think you know, because somebody kept saying, kept telling me all during those 15, 16 years, you know, over and over, I, you know, I go to jail, I lose relationships, uh, you know, still lie, still cheat, get in trouble yeah, with my parents and my family and all this. And just one thing after another, and man, I still had these core beliefs, these like I wanted, didn't want none of that to come in there because if I did then then there comes the shame the yeah. guilt the remorse the you know oh man i did that but i didn't want to feel any of that so then um it, it became like it became like a shield you know yep yep you totally like nothing that. could penetrate that shield huh as long as you had it <laughs> yeah
0: it just meant so much to you yeah
2: Abba Zabba
1: You my
0: only friend
2: <laughs> Yeah bro Like Isn't yeah. that crazy
0: That vodka Was my only friend you always you always good to me I remember I get all Juice and start talking To my half a G
2: Like oh you always there for me
0: oh, Uncle and I just love you
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably cracking jokes And uh. <laughs> Acting funny huh?
0: Yeah Just hugging it
2: Man and, <laughs> Cause I used to do that too Act funny And then In reality Like dog Like it was true Like Yeah uh. Uh, For me, like you know what I mean, like nobody wanted to drink with me because I was always rowdy. <laughs> like they were like, "Yeah, man, I was dumb."
1: Yeah, I know that. I know the feeling. Nobody wanted to drink with me too, because I was unpredictable.
2: That's so I was like just t- a trail of destruction.
1: Yep, man, I was there too. And miserable, and mouthy, and just yeah. Anyway. I
2: remember getting into a fight, like, and. Then I went inside and slept. My girlfriend, like, at the time. And then that guy's whole family, like, came to my grandma's house trying to fight me. <laughs> and I'm sit in the room sleeping. Yeah. And my girlfriend, like, didn't even, like, she was like, I knew, like, you know what I mean? Like, she just left me alone. Yeah. And my brother was, like, sticking up for me. And they're like, no, we don't want <laughs> to fight you. We we'll don't fight your brother. <laughs> like, you know I'm and I'm oblivious to all this And I wake up and my grandmother's like Johnny you should stop now Like you know And, then, yeah. and then in my head I was like I didn't even do nothing wrong This guy was talking smack to me and it's uh, like, yeah. But what I did was Drink and fight somebody In front of my grandma's house And then brought trouble to my grandma's house While I was sleeping Yeah, yeah. And still in my mind like They were wrong Not me yeah. They should have never came over. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's blaming. Yeah.
2: You know, that, yeah. man, that's sick, bro. True. Come
0: on. All right, let's jump right into the next one. Uh, the Next one is called preparation. The person is intent on taking action to correct the problem usually requires buy-in from the client, i.e., the client is convinced that the change is good and the increased self efficiency i.e. the client believes he or she can make the change uh i think preparation i was in in and out of preparation i was floating back from contemplation preparation a lot of times um and it's a small window and when i used to work on the streets man and i seen that with the People on the street, there's a small window. They'd be like, "Oh man, I want to change. I got a problem. I need help." And if I wasn't able to get them, you know, if we if they weren't able to get into some place within a couple of days or a week, then they went back into contemplation. Like, nah, I'm good. No, I don't have. It's good, man. I'll, you know, they're probably sober that whole time, feeling good, and they just went back out again. And it's just like, but I remember that that mind state where I was like. Especially early on. And like I said, I think I've said it several times on this podcast. Is that I've quit. This time around, walking the red road. The six years that I'm closing in on was like the hundredth time that I've quit. That I've been in preparation stage. Um, And I'll pass the ball after that.
1: That makes absolute sense. Perfect sense to me. Because... I might have been in preparation a thousand times, I don't know. Oh yeah. Because I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want people to look at me in a negative way. I didn't want them to tell me, point out my, you know, all of my mistakes and the things that I was doing and the hurt and the pain I was causing and this destruction. Yep. I didn't want to do that, so I shielded myself, but I know I know that inside I was saying, you know, you got to stop. You got to quit. There's more to life. There's, you know, you're yep. so much more than this. Mm. Um, this isn't you you know Like, kind of like how Randy was saying you know there's times when I wake up and then people would tell me yeah this is what happened what you did this is what you did and then I'd be like well I wouldn't do that I mean that's not me I wouldn't say anything I wouldn't act like that I wouldn't you know yeah but I did and and then oh man just yeah I can absolutely relate to that that small window and it is a small window yep because there's a point where, you know, he, he, I mean, you, what do you call them, foxhole prayers? Yeah. And you're sitting there, and, oh, God, if you get me out of this one, I swear I'll stop. I swear. I'll, <laughs> then you get out of it, and then you think, oh, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Then you just move on to the next destructive thing. Well, you first, I picked up the bottle. Yeah. Then I moved on to the next thing. And then you're the like, thing. Oh, I'm, that wasn't so bad. And then, but it, it was progressively getting worse. Oh, for sure. And And, oh, man. I just, I, I, you know, I really wish that that window wasn't so small, or that somebody would have hit me at the right time earlier. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know that 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 it it would have made any difference because I think when you're ready, you're ready, right? Oh yeah. But, I mean, there's uh, just one of those things that I wish that we could find a way to hit hit the people when they. When they're in that And then boom It'll stick But I guess ultimately That's really not In you know Our hands We can lead a horse To water
2: But you can't Make him drink
1: Yeah Yeah. I like what Josiah
2: said earlier Before the Conversation uh, Before we started Recording But you were talking About um, planting seeds Oh yeah You know And that's kind of like Strong I think those seeds Were planted in me Back then You, You know Like that I did have a problem and that I did need to make a change, um, but I, I honestly like, I'm trying to think right now. Like, at what point in time did I ever, because I had treatment, and by the time I was in my 20s, I already was familiar with in, intensive outpatient, yeah. familiar with outpatient, familiar with aftercare, familiar with. You know, impatient, and, and in my mind, I was like, no, like, none of them are helping. I've already been there. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, for me, I feel like I, for preparation, like, the last time that I was out, like, I knew that I was on my last row because... The U.S. Marshals were the ones that threw me in. I was being followed by the U.S. Marshals. Everywhere that I went was like a parade of cars. Like, I lost my marriage. I lost our house. Like, I lost everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And once we, like, knew that CPS was coming after, like, my daughter, like, I knew that. Yeah. And then I knew that the court required me to go to treatment again. Oh, yeah. And I knew, like... Um, but I was like, man, like, I'm going to ride this till the wheels fall off and didn't care if I died, but wasn't trying to kill myself. If if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, exactly. And then when I, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, 2015 was with my friend and I was telling her for like the last two days that we were hanging out, um, I was like, man, like, I'm going to go to treatment, like, for the last week, I would say. I would mm-hmm. tell her, like, every single day, like, I'm going to go to treatment. I'm going to go to treatment. But I knew, like, I made the decision, and it was cemented. Like, I said it so much to her that the day after, like, I sent her home, and she was crying in that morning, like, when I was dropping her off. Mm-hmm. And the next, like, this is at, like, 6 in the morning, and I slept until 10 in the morning, and I knew that I had to go take care of this. Yeah. You know? So I did and drove. ended up driving myself to treatment that day. Mm. But I think like for me, like I prepared, like it wasn't a tiny window, but there's been times where there was like, you know, yeah, like where I had. But like for me, for preparation, that's how mine went. But it wasn't until like I decided, because I'd been forced to treatment multiple occasions, mm. forced to take outpatient, forced to take IOP, forced to take like, Like all these by my misdemeanor probation officer By my probation officer Like all these classes But it never really stuck Like for me
3: Mm.
2: Until I decided and I started Is that what like Is that what we're talking about Like Yep 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 Like when I was intent on taking action to correct my problem Yep You know like I was convinced Because I, I knew that I reached the end of my track If that makes sense Yep yep You know And that next morning, that Monday morning when I woke up, I still had, I think I had a bottle and a half of MD. So I'm running to the courts and running here, and I'm, like, taking swigs. and You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, taking swigs here, taking swigs there because my hangovers were bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was coming down off dope, you know? And, yeah, like, that's where I was. But, like, the preparation for me was, like, it was long because I reached the end of my, like I said, man, I reached the end of my track.
0: Oh, yeah, so, sure. So when you went down to that facility in Wyoming, like, did, you just de- did they let you detox, like sleep it off?
2: Bro, I, yeah, they let me sleep it off. But when I got there, like, I wasn't there more than an hour and I already went into the ER room. Oh, for real? Like, I think the last two weeks of my use, I probably ended up in the ER room about three or four times. Thanks. Like, just because my heart couldn't take the dope anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was after it started about six months previous. Mm. But then I remember going to, like, St. Vincent, and, and that's when I found out, like, okay, like, if you're having a heart attack or you're having, like, something, like, you don't breathe. Because I was like this. I was breathing in, like, <sighs> Like, breathing in slow, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the nurse got after me, and she goes, if you want to live, then you breathe shallow, like. You know? Mm. Like, you don't breathe in through your nose. Like, you don't, you got to take, like, short, shallow breaths. Um, but, yeah, uh, to answer your question, like, I did detox, but they allowed me to sleep. But that I think I went to ER twice mm. in the first three days. Dang. Just because my you know yeah. but i did sleep like man. i caught up on all my sleep that time i think i slept <laughs> quite some time yeah yeah about the first 3 4 5 days yeah <clears throat> just get up to eat
0: go back to lay down yeah yeah uh yeah it took me right back to when i was detoxing i was so tired so so tired <laughs> but i was scared to go to sleep too yeah cuz that anxiety was through the roof And then what I found out, too, like probably about a month or two before that, I went to the ER and they said that, and they had me talk to a shrink because, man, I was like tripping, you know. And the shrink was like, well, you say you've been drinking this much every day and stuff, so you're not, you're just passing out every night and you're not actually going into, you're not like sleeping. Your body's just like had enough alcohol and you're passing out and you're like, like, you're losing consciousness and passing out, but you're not actually, like, sleeping and falling into REM sleep. Because then in REM sleep, your body produces serotonin, and then that's what battles the anxiety. So, she said, that's why your anxiety is through the roof. So, then I, remember, I remember that when I went into detox, man. I was just laying there. I was like, man, I need to go to sleep, and I'm scared to go to sleep. What if I don't wake up? And I was just, like, laying there, like, cold sweats. And finally, the alcohol got out of my system, and they gave me some chill pills, and I just slept.
2: Hey, are um, alcohol withdrawals, are they the worst?
0: Yeah, alcohol withdrawals, I think, are the only ones you can die from.
2: Yeah, because we were talking about that yesterday. They were like, I don't think I've seen anything worse than alcohol withdrawals.
0: (sighs) Yeah, man, I was like, um, I was hearing things, seeing things, the shakes,
2: you know. And I hate the shakes. I got to that point where I couldn't sleep. (sighs) And like where you feel like you're going to die that night? Yeah. Like, you, like, this is my last
1: five minutes of life? Yeah. I guess this is it. I'm yeah. glad you guys are talking about that because those are some of the things that I don't want to forget. For sure. Because yeah. that that really, really it gives me such an aversion to mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol now. The way, I mean... Obviously, my behavior and the pain it's caused, but that physical side of it, that mental side of it, that emotional, just everything you said, everything both of you said, I can think back at during a time when I'm a man. I thought I, I, I could die. I thought I was going to die. Yep. And I probably could have. Yeah. But I know people that have. Yep, for real. From, from a uh, post-acute withdrawal, they call it, isn't it? Yep, yeah. And people that I know... Uh, People that are in the know, in other words, they've experienced both things, say that it's worse than heroin. Yeah. Withdrawal. Yeah. And you look at those people on TV and how they're the heroin addicts that, when they're withdrawing yeah. and how horrible they, they make it look like they feel. I mean, obviously, they feel terrible. I'm not trying to downplay no, yeah, that. Yeah. But to, to then say, well, no, alcohol was worse when I was withdrawing from alcohol. That was worse. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. And <clears throat> I think one of my cousins said it best. He said, I felt like I was going to end. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. There's no other way to explain it. It's like, you feel like you're going to end. And it's just like a scary place. But yeah, you said something good, JC. Like, I like to keep, keep that fresh too. Um, you know, I'm closing in on six years of walking the red road, but I, I keep those fresh that those withdrawals, the hangovers. And that's my biggest deterrent. Yeah. Like when I see people drinking, it's like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. You know, like, but, it's that thinking of that? I play that tape all the way to, all the way forward to the bitter end, and it's like no, because if I go out and drink, that's where it's gonna take me to that place where I'm so 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 tired, but I'm scared <laughs> to go to sleep. I'm having nightmares. I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. Terrible place. And like what Randy said too, I was there too. Like I like wanted to die, but I didn't want to pull the trigger. Like I didn't care if I woke up, yeah. Type of deal. That's uh, crazy. Man.
2: That's a horrible place to be.
1: Uh, it is. That, that's that. That's a weird paradox too. Like I, for me, I I wanted it to end. I wanted that what I was going through to end. I didn't yeah. want to kill myself, but at the same, you know, because I was scared to die. But at the same time, I didn't. I don't think I would have minded it. I don't think I would have cared. Like I didn't want to. And I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to exist in the space I was in. And there was only. But if it happened, you were okay with it. Yeah, if it it happened. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. It's just such a weird, man, just a really weird place to be.
0: Yeah. And I've heard a term like in the rooms that says, uh, you know, addiction using, you know, you're just making installments on your suicide, your own death. Just doing it slowly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when I heard that I was like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah." You know, I was like,
1: even now, you know, talking about it and thinking about it and listening to you guys, I just, I'm getting kind of, you know, making me anxious.
0: Yeah, All right, let's move on to <laughs> let's get to the good parts. No, That's sure. Uh The next stage is action. The person is an active modification of behavior. Uh, for me, like you know, I. We say it a lot on here. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, and going from preparation to action quickly. For me, you know, it's just like, okay, I am I need detox and go detox. All right, I'm going to go to treatment. Went to treatment. And then when I was in treatment, my mentality was that I'm going to be a sponge. And I'm going to absorb as much information as I can and start implementing it now. And that just that changed behavior. Boom, boom, boom. And then... I did day treatment, which the last treatment I went to, I did day treatment, and that was Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I was at the treatment facility, but then I got to go home. But I was just like, I was so committed. And, like, you know, my counselor was like, man, it's like people that do day treatment, a lot of them like, you know, 9 out of 10, don't complete, don't finish. And he was like, man, you did it. And I was just like, to me, it wasn't a big deal. But, like, I didn't think it was a big deal because I was just like um, – Cause so I was committed, you know, I was done. I was you like, made a choice. I'm done. Like it was, you know, I was done. And I was like, I'm going to see this through to the end and whatever suggestions they got, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, moving forward from there. And one big thing that I heard from there was that, you know, treatment is a introduction to recovery. It's not a cure all. Like you don't go to treatment and then you're healed and then you just go back to your, go back to your old playground and just move forward. <laughs>
2: So you were, like, you didn't, you weren't an inpatient the Not last time? the
0: second time, no. Okay. There's a whole insurance thing.
2: Yeah.
1: So.
3: <coughs>
1: you know, like, I, I've been to treatment several times, too. Um, Great Falls, Browning, mm-hmm. and then the ones that. Like, won- you go, to
2: Rocky Mountain Treatment Center? Yeah. Rocky,
1: uh, in
2: Great Falls. Great Falls. not that crazy? They mixed the adults and the
1: kids yeah yeah but anyway i also went to uh the one that's in warm springs that montana doc has twice connections corrections yeah okay i went to that one twice um and then of course like all the programming you have to do within the um criminal justice system but you know i always say that i'm a i'm a huge believer in prayer because i've seen it and a lot of times it's in hindsight and Here's this perfect example is like I was in that preparation stage at, at a point in my life. And then next thing you know, the feds come, say, you know, we're taking you. And um I wasn't using that day. Almost every other time, and not even almost every other time I've ever been incarcerated, I had to go in, you know, hung over. I was still drunk and had detox in there. Yeah. And that's a horrible thing to go through. But that when I went in there. This last time I, was, I didn't drink that day I wasn't drinking I wasn't getting high uh, It was in the morning When they came in after me But in, in any case I went over there And I didn't have to go through that While I was in there But They put you in the um, You know In that classification cell mm-hmm. Booking Yeah Well Baloney Row Oh yeah North through Yeah so, But anyway I was in there and, I, and, and everything just hit me And I started crying And remember the, the The prayer I was telling you guys about When I was in the shoe later on yeah. I said a kind of a, a version of that while I was there and part of it was, Okay, I'm done. I need your help. Can you please bring me what I need? And so they moved me into a different unit, put me in with this uh black dude and um and this was a couple of days before Christmas. And they put me in there with him. And I didn't mind you know, I'm just, you know, minding my own business, still trying to wrap my head around what's going on. Yeah. And then uh one evening a guy came to the window and knocked on it and said they was talking to this black dude. Yeah. He said hey, they're gonna let us out for Bible study. You want to come? And then all this black guy, he's a, he's a regular attendee. So he's, yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. And he just looks at me and because I'm in there with him and he said you can come too. Yeah. Boom. There's one of there's part of it. Yeah. And so I go out there and then you know a couple nights and then on uh, on Christmas Eve. The, the guy who was running these bible studies he said he said uh, have you ever took christ into your life and mm-hmm. i said i have in the past but i think you know i kind of walked away from that and he said well you can do it again he said you want to do it tonight mm-hmm. and so we did and all those guys that were there we, we stood around this table and he led me through that prayer and mm-hmm. when we were done man this this feeling this this powerful feeling holy shit I was crying, dude, and there was dudes in this this unit looking out there. They weren't out there with us, Mm -hmm. but they were watching from the window, and they were cheering and banging on the door, and everybody was all happy. (laughs) Holy cow, man, I never felt anything like that. Like in a long time, I felt things, you know, but, man, that was powerful. Yeah. It was huge. And then from then on, and then I get to the shoe, and then I broke down, and I was like, okay, so I need more. And then that's when remember I told you all this stuff started coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me that that what okay what was the stage run action action the action for me was faith yeah yeah that's all it was yep and then with that faith even if even if you just had a little bit even if you didn't even if just that, it, a spark just a spark and all I knew was that okay this is what I'm saying this is what I and I'm giving it to you mm. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it but whatever mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden boom 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 Mm-hmm. and that action stage was just that faith and then i was given things now i was and i'm not just to say that all i had to do was pray about it and boom it went away mm. No, i was given things and i had to take these things and i had to work with them and i had to make that walk you know um we said it what was the last podcast or the one before that you know i didn't have to do anything oh yeah yeah i don't have to do anything and nobody will ever really know what it is that I went through to get where I'm at right now. Yes. And and if I could share that with people and then they, they realize, you know, what went into it, mm-hmm. then, yes, I will give that absolutely freely. But for me, the first action that I took was prayer and having faith. And it was just I can't I can't describe it, bro. I was yep. crying. I was like tears of joy for the first time in years.
0: Right on, man. That's awesome. That's powerful.
1: That is, uh, I just got happy
2: hearing your story because it's like, that's really like what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's like that feeling Mm. is really the spirit of God filling you. Mm. That's the, that's the manifested presence of God that you're feeling. Like God is really like, okay, you've been praying, but now here I'm showing you something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you prayed, I'm here. Now here's my spirit. Mm. And that's why there's like tears of like like they're not even sad tears, they're like tears of release,
0: yeah, yep. like you're
2: letting every bad thing go and you're just washed clean mm-hmm. like that's the beautiful thing about God because now you entered into a relationship with them, where it's like you don't have to do like you're not like okay, don't cuss no more, don't drink no <laughs> more, don't you know what I mean that's yeah. religion yeah. Uh. That's religion, but you're entering into a relationship where it's like, okay. Like, God spoke to you in ways that only you understood. hmm And the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. You know what I mean? Like, there's somewhere where you're like, okay, like, JC, you're my son. And you understood it because you answered that call. Mm. See, it's not something like that's hard. It's
3: simple. Yep. And he, like
1: yeah. And you just thinking about it right now, it's still, I mean, it chokes me because I remember, I mean, I remember that, that it was like getting hit with a tidal wave, just boom. And then like you said, everything was just, ah, uh, man.
2: Yeah. Man, I don't have to do it on my own no more. Yeah. Which is crazy because like, that's really like, you can have that every single day and we're, and mm-hmm. we're human. Like we don't always feel like that yeah mm. yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean but the less time i spend with him the more i'm apt to snap
3: mm. Mm.
2: where i'm mm. have you know my episodes and, and i start uh, reacting yeah, yeah. staying stuff and you know reacting ugly and but the more I like that's it that's it for me i could be in the middle of doing something and then i'll just you know what man i love you Like, it's funny because there's this guy named Mike Servin, and he's like, "Ah, Jesus Christ, I love you, God. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's cool, but, like, it's true. Like, what are you saying is, like, you can say that. You know what, Jesus, man? I love you today. Mm. And I love you more than anything. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's not like, oh, man, I got to pray this, pray that. No. Man, tell God you love him.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's a relationship, bro. No, and, for real. Yeah.
1: And, and thinking about it, too, is like, remember when I said the foxhole prayers? Yeah. Uh, there were times when I prayed before, and had my eyes been open or had I been ready, I would have realized the things that he was giving me then. Oh, yeah. It's just at that at that point, I didn't pick them up and say, okay, this is what I got to use to work forward. Mm. Like, I, they could have came at the door, you want to go to Bible study? And who we'll needs that? You know, I'm all no. right. I'll just pray oh, in here. Jowell's faith. Or, you know, jailhouse you, 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 you mm. want me to lead you in the prayer? I could have said, no, nah, man, all these people are watching. That's stupid. You know. Yeah, but yeah. but for, I said, let's do it. Let's That's surrender. Just thing,
2: somebody that was in that cell today probably remembers that encounter. And that probably fed them yep. in times of their life. But it's crazy because one thing that I was struck out about your story, too, is like the amount of cheering
1: like yeah. the amount of like these guys like happy for you.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You they know,
1: banging on. Them, I mean cuz all not, not not everybody came out for that study, right? Yeah, they there, so they're still in their houses and well, I guess you're not supposed to call it house yeah. You know, we got to be mindful of the language we use. Yeah. yeah. They were still in their cells. Yeah. And they were watching us. You could see, because I looked, I looked, and I looked all around, and almost every window had somebody looking and out. And
2: that's a powerful thing.
1: And when yeah. they were done, and then, you know, people were shaking my hand, and then everybody's banging on their door. Woo, yeah. Everybody happy yeah, for you.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, that's genuinely awesome. happy
2: for you. Like, because, like, bro, like, we don't even see that out here. Like, the amount of people that are, like, happy for us when good oh. things happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in there, like, it's crazy because you got people that are in the same exact struggle for you. And because you were happy, they were happy.
3: Mm. Bro, like, Mm. I remember
2: that, like, when I was like, like, I was in jail. And, man, like, they came in and gave me some devastating news. My my baby sister, like, went missing. Mm. And um, the cops were looking for her man. She was on the news. Like, all this had happened. And, man, it was, like, right at, like, 7 o'clock, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, they pull me out of my cell, take me to the chaplain, tell me, man. I'm like, dang. then everybody read it, man, or seen it on the news because there was an update on there. And then, dude, like, right at lights out at, like, 1045, man, the freaking CEO came running in. And he's like, bear on I'm like, yo. And he goes, they found your sister. And she's okay. And, man, the whole freaking unit went crazy, bro. They went bonkers, Yeah, like everybody yeah. Was like, Bear to Walk, we told you, man, have faith, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's like what it brought me back to because I'm like, like and that's that, the camaraderie, kind of, you and, know? And
1: doesn't it just like shoot it to a whole nother level, yeah. Yeah. especially in a place like that yeah. where you, th- you don't think, you know, because that we know jails and prisons are not supposed to be like that, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and it's just it's wow yeah, but awesome. those
2: types of moments are like dang like and i'm really? glad,
1: and i'm glad we uh, you know i shared that because i i almost forgot about it i mean not not, not that i could forget about it but i haven't really said it you out just loud stuffed it down I, yeah. haven't, I haven't said it out loud in a while and then it just just doing that it, it, yeah. Kind of, it yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like a recharge it's yeah. awesome man you
0: yeah, share two awesome stories <laughs> was really good man and like what i was hearing you know is it's like that first, like, the action step, it reminded me of, like, just surrender. Yeah. Like, you said it, Randy, and then you said, JC, like, you just kind of, like, surrendered. That was the action. And it's like, boom, I don't I don't have to be in control anymore here. But it, yeah, you, you're in control, and I surrender that to you. And then, boom, we can move forward and just,
2: like, rely on God from yeah. that moment on. Even like bro, it's so powerful like when you take that action. Mm-hmm. Because like you actually partner with your your God, right? Yep. Like you partner with them and you're like, okay, like I'll do everything that I can, but then when I can't, then you take over. hmm You know? Yep. That's what the Bible says in your in, in my your your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Yep. You know, the strength of God is made perfect when we're weak. Yep. Saying like I've did all that I can, now it's up to you.
1: And he ain't even trying to preach yet. <laughs> These two ain't
2: even trying saw, to preach. <laughs> I,
1: saw,
0: I saw that light bulb go off, and
2: he got this big old smile. <laughs> These
0: guys ain't even trying to preach.
2: Yeah, yeah. JC is a preacher, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he, he's like a speaker, man.
0: <laughs> so, like, the one part of the action that is, um, like for me, like, and like JC said before, and you said it too, Randy. Like, while I was at treatment. I started implementing these things like I was like, I started implementing them right away. Boom. Like coping skills. I was like, Oh shoot. For real. Like that's when I found out I had a decision. I had a choice. Yeah. Uh, I had a choice like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. Anger is a secondary emotion. What am I really feeling? Fear, irritation, disgust. Okay. So I got to identify that and then deal with that feeling. And then I don't have to like act out in anger. Okay. So I'm gonna do that. So I started doing that, and then like journaling. Okay, I can write all these things that are frustrating me, that are that I'm scared of, that are irritating me, that are disgusting me. I can I, I can write that down instead of putting it on Facebook.
2: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: Um, I can go have a conversation with someone that you know I don't see eye to eye with, instead of cussing them out and giving them a piece of my mind. We can just have a con- we can have a conversation. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. You know, like, those kind of decisions, like, then putting those into practice and putting those into action uh, was one thing that I was wanted to touch on, too.
1: Yeah, because, like I said, the psychologist said, practice here. Practice here right now when you're in this. It's a controlled environment. Yeah. and But there's opportunities to practice what you've learned. And like, and like Josiah said, you know, I don't have to react. You know, I can respond yeah I can take a step, you know, and I don't have and the one thing one big thing that I learned too is I don't have to be dra- i have a choice not to be dragged into other other people's b s yeah yeah, you know rather than you know, you know somebody's going off about something and then I think, oh yeah, you're right, and yeah. then they should you know and then jumping and getting into, all hyped yeah, up too <laughs> and then you know like man this is that's his negative thing, and yeah. here I am trying to get some of that. When I'm trying to improve myself and make my feel myself feel better and be at peace with myself, I don't have to go over there and listen to that stuff. I don't have to go in there and buy into that. I don't have to engage in negative thoughts and behaviors. I mean, you just he said it. You don't have a choice. We we have a choice. We don't yeah. have to do it. That
2: makes a lot of sense about something that I've been learning is like the trauma informed care. Oh, yeah. Like, realizing, like, a lot of, like, even, like, the way that I respond is, like, a lot of reason why is because of the things that I've been through. Oh, yeah, yeah. That caused me, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm starting to learn, like, when I'm talking to people, then, then it's not them or it's what they've been through that's causing the response, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, for me, like. So, this last time when I went to treatment, like, I got into the fight with the pastor, like, <laughs> called him on, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got to this, like, <laughs> not <isn't> that crazy? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, and, like, but. <laughs> <laughs> did, you,
1: did you ever watch Robin Hood? Yeah. With, with, uh, with the Kevin Costner one? <laughs> yeah. The original and that, one? And that prior Tuck was going to fight that. That priest guy <laughs> You wouldn't dare Strike another man Of the cloth <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's all drunk but, it, but it's crazy Because like I fought to the bitter end Yeah Like I knew That I needed change I took the action That was needed For me To get better In my sickness mm-hmm. But yet I still had A personality conflict Yep You know Mm -hmm. And that almost caused me to lose my sobriety in that point. Like, I remember, like, leaving.
3: And Mm -hmm. then,
2: like,
1: man, I need a beer. Yep. You know? Once the enemy has his hooks in you, he doesn't want to let you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
2: then calling back. And, no, the pastor. No. Told one of my friends who wasn't even in treatment. Got a hold of the pastor, and the pastor called me. And he was like, man, I'm sorry, because he's a good guy. Like, Oh, yeah. I can pick up the phone today, and he'll answer, you yeah. know? Um, great guy. We started talking. We both apologized. Then I went back. <laughs> yeah. And then from that day, like, everything was smooth-shelling, but I realized, like, I was the one that had the problem. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, it wasn't them that needed to change. It was me. That's why I was there. Yep. You know? So,
0: no, on that note, too, man, It was like, that was a hard pill for me to swallow, knowing that all the relationship problems, whether it be, you know, like the marriage or, you know, just relationships with siblings or my parents or, you know, the close work relationships, like I was the problem, (laughs) man, I was tough pill to swallow for me and I was just sitting and it, it, I mean, I sat with it for like, Couple months You were the common denominator <laughs> I was just like Oh man I, I, all, all these relationships are bad Because of me And this was like A year after treatment When I just finally kind of sat down And I was like Oh it hit me And I was just like It sucked And I just like Finally after soaking on it For a couple months I was like Alright yeah All I gotta do is accept
2: it Yep I did that Yep
0: You know and even now It still kind of makes me cringe A little bit to think about it. Isn't
2: know? it? That's crazy, huh? Like, oh, <sighs> cringeworthy, like, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I hate thinking about stuff like that, and you're like, you realize you were wrong, and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like, can we not go there?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, the next one, which I think this is where we're all at right now, all three of us, is maintenance. Sustained change occurs in new behavior New behavior or new behaviors replace old ones. Uh, Per this model, this stage is also transitional. So maintenance. Um, Going to meetings. Um, Staying accountable. Staying transparent. Staying in community. And what is the other one? Service. Service work. Continuing those things. Today, uh, I try to, you know, Weekly, monthly, try to hit those, make sure that, especially like service, you know, service work, trying to give them myself, my, um, my time. Uh, I know my time is precious, but I still try to give. I don't have that much time these days, but I try to give back, Jesus. you know. You know what I mean? Uh, give back. But like the accountability, I got my accountability people, I stay transparent with them. And then the community, you know, the White Eagle Talking Circle. Right here. This is a community. Unspoken words, which is growing because of you, the listener. I love you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. You The
0: love Barney me. song.
3: <laughs> We're
0: a happy family. Me. I don't know the rest.
1: With a shotgun blast, Barney hit the floor. No more purple dinosaur.
0: wow. wow, wow. Mm. Anyway, yeah, right, good um, maintenance.
1: I agree with all of what you just said. Um you kind of took took what I was going to say too is that uh this here this is maintenance. This yep. is part of it. Yep. Um and it's also uh, to me it's kind of it's it's almost service work too because you know reaching out and trying to help others just oh, in yeah. You know, it doesn't even have to be face-to-face. They can listen to this next week, next month, next year. Yeah. And they get something out of it, then then that's, you know, that's awesome. That's great. That oh, was wow. the point. Yes. Um, and the other thing, too, is uh, to maintain those habits, you know, um, and not get back, suck back into that old way of thinking. Because in, in changing my core beliefs... I had to take actions, you know, um, things that went against those negative ones, the false ones, so if um my false belief was anger is the way to get out of things,
3: mm-hmm.
1: then I had to challenge that, and then I had to take action, okay, well, now I can't get angry, I have to say now I have to call it what it really is, and it's usually fear, yeah uh, well. right, and then I take Everybody's reaction and then I take uh the opposite action of what I probably would have did 10 years ago and when you do something that doesn't coincide with your core beliefs it causes that dissonance, that cognitive dissonance yep. something's got to give yeah. so usually it's your brain saying well if you're going to keep doing this then I'm going to change your belief so that I don't have to think about it you know your subconscious mind Yeah. so then it changes and then when you do it there is no dissonance, there is no friction there is no pain It's just this new habit, this new belief that's positive, and that's true. It's it's, it's not false anymore. So that, that to me, is... And we can't, you know, we always try... They say, you know, pay attention to your thoughts, but we have so many thoughts going through our mind in any given day, but the one thing you can be hyper-aware of, I mean, just is your feelings. Yeah. And if I feel like I'm anxious or I feel like I'm angry or frustrated... Or, you know, any other negative emotion, then I can take a step back and then I can assess it. Why am I feeling this way? What's Mm. going on? Is it something that such and such did? Is it because I have to do this? Is it this, that, and the other? And then, you know, um, like I said, those three things you can do about any situation. You can change the situation. You can change the way you think about the situation. Or you can go on being miserable. And I sure don't want that last one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we want that. I do.
2: (laughs) Let's be
3: miserable. I just want to be
2: miserable. No, but but I think like maintenance is, to put it in like simple terms, it's kind of like cutting the grass. Oh, yeah. It's like the summer, you know. This is what I always use. I'm like, it's like cutting in the grass because after, especially after all the winter. Like, after all the winter and then all the rain showers, like, the first time you cut the grass is always the longest yeah. because it's grown so much and there's so much, like, stuff that's there. Yeah. But then once you knock the initial, like, the toughness out of the way, mm-hmm. and then you just create, like, a scheduled maintenance. Yeah. And just every week, whatever the schedule is, you go over that same area over and over pretty soon. It's just, like, clockwork. Yeah. Because you you know, like, okay, you can, you might go two, three weeks before you cut again but it's not as bad as the first time because you've already been maintaining that. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like with our sobriety, like that's what I find. Like when I start thinking a certain way, I'm like, Oh, it's not bad to have those thoughts, but it becomes bad when I entertain them longer than I should. Oh yeah. Like if I stay stuck, like, and my mindset tells me like, okay, it's hot out. What I'm really looking forward to is, is a nice cold beverage, Mm -hmm. alcoholic beverage. So the thought isn't wrong itself. But if I entertain that thought long enough because of how I'm wired, it will be almost second nature for me to go to the store and buy one, Yep. which is not something that I want to do. So I got to continually check my mind, my will, my emotions. Like, where is Randy? How do I feel? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for me, like, What was so effective for me this past, like, even just today, like, before, like, because of my new work schedule. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm just going to go home and rest up. Yeah. So I just laid in my bed for an hour, like, not Mm. even doing nothing. Yeah. Scrolled on my phone every couple minutes, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it felt good just to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I remember, like, fighting to have the things I have now. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I fought for everything. And then now I realize, like, okay, like if I entertain these using thoughts or, or kind of glamorize things more than I should, then I won't have what I have now. And yeah. that's the ability to go to a nice, comfortable bed. Mm-hmm. You know? Like when it's super hot outside. Yep. And not even trying to sleep, but just like relaxing like that's the business for me. Like, you know? Yep. Like that's where I get filled up. Like moments like that, but just being thankful. Mm-hmm. yeah for like maintaining man like
1: yeah yeah that is a good analogy though the cutting the grass thing because it points out the fact that it's it's a constant thing it's an yeah. everyday thing Yeah. and then the other thing touching on what what else you said is uh thinking is not the same as doing yeah until it is mm-hmm. you no know, yeah. you can thinking about drinking a beer Every, you know that's what we're addicts and alcoholics is what we do. <laughs> yeah. But thinking about it until we do it, that's different.
0: Yeah. Entertaining, it and letting it marinate up there until you, until you're you sitting, could, you know, until you go buy a Tolkien.
1: Because you know, like we said earlier, we're good at convincing yeah. ourselves oh, yeah. in some and some pretty, that's pretty what messed what, up like, stuff.
2: Recognizing like those bad thoughts, right? Like not to cut you off, JC. But remember uh, the Christmas episode. When I was telling you guys, like, man, I felt kind of funky all day.
0: Oh yeah, like got- I was
2: in like a bad mood, like you know, for no reason. Yeah. And then, like when I backtracked, what it came down to was an old coworker gifting my boss and my coworker a bottle of like apple pie vodka. Yeah. Like the attic in me, like it, I smelled it, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want to drink it, but just the thought of it being around, like it messed with me deep inside, you know. Yeah. I, but i had to backtrack and be like okay that's where that came from
0: yeah yep yep no that uh that reminded me is um we always throw like a christmas party and stuff where you know um my lady and her, the in-laws and stuff and one of them said can we bring beer to you know our christmas party and they're like we said no and they said well Oh, Jesus, turned water into wine. And I was just like, well, when you can walk on water, then you can bring some drinks to a Christmas party.
3: <laughs> 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 they didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> In your face. <laughs>
0: said, Don't come at me with that Bible stuff, man. I got you. I got you, homie.
2: <laughs> well, when you Please can you walk might. on water. Well, bring,
1: and you bring, bring some you water. water. <laughs> Let's see what you can do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not frozen water. Either. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. What if they
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> just
0: there 's some ice there? Not a
2: solid sheet of ice there, and walked on it.
0: Yeah, and then like the maintenance. It's uh, yeah, is an like upkeep like cutting grass. I used to work for this lawn company, and yeah, that analogy is like real clear to me, definitely. And you know, it takes work. And you guys were talking about that initial thought. Brought up that old saying. I think I said it in episode four or five episodes ago. You're like, you're not. You're not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your first action.
2: Yes. And, oh.
0: And to me, you know, like, that, that was so refreshing to me. And that's a saying from the rooms, another cliche, probably. But because, like, my thoughts go negative right away. Right away, no matter what, you know. Uh, so having that little cliche in my toolbox is like, okay. Uh, yeah i'm going to think this way, but I don't have to act on it I don't have to entertain it i don't have to let it marinate in my head uh because my last use um got kicked off by because I was like in a depressed state, and I was just like i was like i't don't, I don't remember last time I even laughed, but I know if I slam a pint, i'll feel better <laughs> and that was the thought, and I just entertained that thought if I slam a pint, i'll feel better. And I entertained that, entertained, entertained. And the next thing you know, man, I was, you know, at the gas station. Went in to buy a thirty pack, and they were twenty dollars for a thirty pack. So I bought two, just because I entertained that thought that if I slam a pint, I know I'll feel better.
1: It's good, and right there that that reminds me. It's good to have uh, pre-planned intervention thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yep. So, oh, if I, if I slam a pint. Then I'll, then I'll feel better But then To intervene on that Original thought I would say something like But then I'll lose everything And I can't golf anymore Yep You know I know mean, that's kind of simple And it's kind of dumbed down But But yeah It, it works it, it works Yeah, Simple works. works Definitely Yeah
0: Simple Simple, like, simple yeah. works bro Yeah there's the saying Keep it simple stupid Yeah You know Because uh, it, it works And then You know Going back So that goes into the last thing uh, Is Relapse The person falls back into old patterns of behavior. And that's where, you know, I've mentioned that before, like you relapse way before you actually use. So like you're starting to be manipulative, starting to um, react to everything. Uh, You're acting these way, you know, some people call it a dry drunk. Um, So you're already acting like how you used to. Before you even use So if you find yourself You know starting to react to stuff If you find yourself starting to be Starting to manipulate And um, Better pump the brakes Call time out Go to a meeting Call your sponsor uh, Do an inventory You know call time out See what's going on Like okay this is all I'm acting I better stop doing that I better start getting back to responding Responding um, Get out of this manipulative state of mind
1: and yeah, I, I, that's such a powerful thing. You know, I always kind of understood the concept of it, yep. um, how you relapse before <laughs> you ever ever take a drink or whatever. Yeah. But to hear it said out loud, it's it's so powerful because he, it le, it lets me know that even though I'm in the beginning stages of a relapse, I haven't taken that drink yet, and I can always whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. hold up time hold up. Timeout. hold up hold up I know hold where up. I know where you're trying yeah, to take me yeah, yeah. on that. You, you know, you ain't going to put me in checkmate on that. I see your moves coming. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I played this game before, so this is what I'm going to do. This is how I can combat it. Yep. And this is how I can avoid it. But I do know that in the past that relapse, I think I planned on relapsing even without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, and, and that just goes back to what you were saying. Like, I already knew. Even though I put my all, like when I was in treatment, it's not like I just kind of sluffed it off or didn't try to learn something. No. I mean, I, I actually was interested in it and I put in the work and I believed I could, you know, this was going to be it. But somewhere in there, I, I kept, you know, probably my old behaviors, my obviously my old core beliefs, mm-hmm. um, those negative and false ones, that something, you know, like that, I didn't get rid of all of that cancer. And then, yeah. As soon as, as soon as I quit taking the medicine for it, boom! It just took off again.
2: Yep, yep,
1: yep. It makes a lot of sense.
2: Um, I think, like for me, <clears throat> it's kind of like listening to music. Mm. I'm a big hip hop head, but I find like when I listen to like when I listen to it too much, yep. Then that old thinking pattern comes in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like So recognizing those man and, and capitalizing Like okay Like you don't have to Like what I was saying earlier Like you don't Like just because I think it Doesn't mean I have to follow through Yep Yeah
0: For sure And I think about like When JC was talking about You know When to treatment You quit And then you're like This is it I'm gonna stop um, When I turned 21 That fall Of 2000 Oh sorry Excuse me <laughs> I turned 21, anyway, I quit And I wanted a college degree uh, That was, like, one of my, you know, bucket list things Yeah One of my goals, so I was like, okay I can't drink and go to college Because I keep flunking out So I was like, alright, so I'm gonna quit I'm gonna stop drinking And I'm gonna pursue, the, I'm just gonna, you know All my energy, effort into getting this degree And I did uh, But I, I just, I just wasn't drinking I didn't work on myself and stuff And, like I was telling myself, you know, I'm done, you know, I'm done. I got married during that time and I moved forward and I got a degree, you know, like three years later. And I was sober for that, you know, four, three and and a half years, four years. But like in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to drink again. I knew it. I didn't know when, but I was just like, all right, I need this degree, though, because I can't drink and go to college. It doesn't work out for me. That was my mentality that kept me sober and that kept me motivated because I wanted that degree. And then the day I graduated, I was drunk. That (laughs) night. That night, huh? Yeah. I didn't even plan it, though. I was just like, went to the graduation ceremony. You know, we had the reception. Everybody there. Everybody, you know, giving me hugs, congratulating me, bringing presents. And it was an awesome day. And then we wrapped that up. And then it was probably like this. You know, the sun was going down. It was May. The end of May and then um, at that time we went, my brother-in-law at that time, he invited us over. He's like, yeah, come over, man. We'll just chill and stuff. And I said, all right, cool. So we went over there and then they had beer. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I graduated. I accomplished my goal. And I grabbed one. Poof, and I started drinking. And then it wasn't like every day. Uh, it was sporadic, you know. I was sporadic from there Just like here and there You know Here and there Here and there Here and there and then until I Got divorced And then I was like Screw it You know And then blah, Took off Anyway so In that time That three and a half Four years That I was sober I was just sober I didn't work on myself I didn't work on Defeating beliefs I didn't No scheduled maintenance Yeah No maintenance No action I just wasn't using Mm-hmm
3: Mm-hmm
0: um. Yeah And like I didn't tackle that Defeating belief I didn't you know Boom 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 And then when the divorce came I just spiraled me Real fast
1: Crashed Yeah So I guess Cause it, you know <coughs> Drinking wasn't the problem For me It was a symptom Of a bigger problem Yeah And you know Just kind of Trying to take care Trying to blow your nose When you have a cold mm. You know You're not getting oh, yeah. To the real issue right Yeah Yeah yeah, yeah. I understand I mean, no, no. I'm just kind of, I'm thinking out loud here. No, yeah,
0: yeah. You're blowing your nose so you can breathe better, but a you're still but sick. The symptom, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I just, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not trying to explain it to you, like you. Don't know. Oh, you turned to me, so I was like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, am I making sense? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, relapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No so I after- <laughs> fail, so from relapse, then you go into pre contemplation, the person may be unaware that there's a problem, thus there's no intention on to change behavior so then you know you go from maintenance and then you start feeling good, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, I don't have a problem, I could have a couple, you know, so then you start you convince yourself, you manipulate yourself into believing that you don't have a problem. And you start drinking again, and then a couple years down the road, you know, you got the shakes, and you're seeing things, and you're hearing things, and you need to go to detox. And then you start that cycle back over again. Boom, boom, boom. So... Cycle, cycle of destruction. Yep. Let's not do that. No. Yeah, I definitely did not want to do
3: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it really part of the plan Do you really have
3: <laughs>
0: no, so like there's other thing, like I'll just be
1: Let me expert.
2: let me see that again once.
0: Which one? Okay, so like we can be in maintenance. We're my goal is to be in maintenance for the rest of my life.
3: Yeah.
1: amen. You know,
0: because I know I have another relapse in me. I know that for a fact. I do not know if
1: I have another recovery, but it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because yeah. it's it's true. But it's also important to know that should we get too comfortable in our maintenance or you know what uh what the result of that will be yeah if we start you know thinking oh i got this
0: yep thanks. uh complacent
1: Th- yep. thanks for the help god i, I think say. i got it from here
2: yeah Yep.
1: thank you for getting me here but i got it now i got
3: it
2: I yeah. got it. you know what i always see that like in uh like the people that I that I, I talk to It always gets to I think Josiah touched on it was like You get to a certain point And you get a job And you get a certain wage And you get a Like that yeah. pr- produces That comfortability Yep And then it's like Okay thank you for helping me get here But I got it from now on Yep Yep, yep. You know like So I'm not gonna answer phone calls I'm not gonna
0: yep. I got anything. it I don't need that Yeah I don't, I'm not like them I don't need to go to talking circles I don't need to go to A I don't need to go to N.A. I don't need to go to church, you know, whatever, yeah. what have you. I don't need that. I got this. I'm good now. I'm good, for real. I got this.
2: Yeah. That's there's a terrible this song, place to be. There's this song called The How." I think it's called The House Never Crumbles in a Day, or it has the line like that, but oh, it okay. kind of alludes to that same thing. Like
0: Casting crowns. Yeah. A slow fade. A
2: slow fade, yeah. yeah. That's what it's called. A slow fade, yeah. It's
1: like, oh, I was going to say Metallica. It, never, <laughs> like,
2: it, it starts with, like you said, like yeah. missing one meeting. You know, should I ever mm-hmm. get to that point of, like, start to miss things that I normally attend? Yep. Start to not answer phone calls that I normally answer. Yep. You know, my brother My brother reminds me all the time is, like, he always tells me, he says, when I call you, I know you'll answer. Yeah. And then I notice that, too, and the other people like, what's really going on, like, when you're not answering me? You know what I mean? Like, yep. why are you not answering me when... I call you for the past, you know, for the past few years, every single time I call, you answer. Oh, yeah. But then there's something being hidden. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what I think of.
0: For sure. And, you know, to me, like, this was so refreshing when I came across it. Like, I got this teaching here. Because, like, okay. And I seen myself just like what we did tonight. You can see yourself in each stage. And I was just like, okay, I'm in maintenance right now. I'm going to stay here because life is pretty good here. Uh, Yes. I don't want to be in those other stages because life was terrible (laughs) in those other stages, you know? It is.
2: Uh, One thing that that I'm saying is, like, after you go through all these things, though, you build up, like, a resiliency, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, no matter, like, even the times we did relapse, man, it, it all helped us out in the long run. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you built up this certain like type of thing like, okay, like I faced this but oh, I accomplished man. that.
0: This is like resolve. Yeah. So when we finally said we finally surrendered and we finally said, Okay, I'm done. You take the will, God. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. I'm just gonna be co pilot, man, I'm just gonna DJ here. You you go. Yeah. <laughs> when we finally did that, it was it was everything that Everything that we went through built us up to that. Yeah. yeah I get that, that resolve, that so resilience. You really
2: find out how strong you are. Yep. How much of a winner is inside of you, how much of a champion is inside of you, but you just had to work a little bit to pull them out. Yep. Like, that's what I found for me, you know?
0: For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Definitely. And today, you know, we share experience, strength, and hope on here on this podcast and even, like, daily, you know? Um, and I just see, like, People throughout the week, just interactions like that, you know, if they just apply some coping skills, (laughs) you know, just some, uh, if they just respond, like they could, you know, have a pretty good life too. But it's just kind of crazy to see people that, you know, just people that don't have those, you know, I mean, I walk around downtown I see our brothers and sisters, the street chiefs, you know, <laughs> out here. And like I talked to some of them, you know, I'll, I'll stop and I'll chat it up with them, you know, and just talk it up with them. And just that delusion that they're in, I just, I just recognize it because I, like, I remember that. I remember that. They're just operating in it. You know, they sit around down here thinking it's cool. It's all right. I'm not hurting anybody. I was like, man, I recognize that. One. I cool, like, oh, I do not want to be in that state of mind any ever again. Yes. But anyway, that was good. Thank you guys for bringing your perspective to the change theory. And um with that, we'll switch over to our speak on it and this time we're going to go separately, each bringing our own speak on it. So, are you ready DJ? Go ahead and um Alright, alright, alright. DJ, why don't you hit me with that B
1: Speak on it? Speak, speak on it, bro. And that, bro, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it.
0: Yo, it's the Street Chief Messiah Where me and Mariah go back like babies and pass the fire (laughs) i just played. Hey, it's mohugs, not drugs And I just want you to look up to the sky right now You see the hawk and you see the eagle They're letting you know I don't know what they're letting you know But you know what they're letting you know (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) Go ahead, turn that down a little bit, man getting too sacred up in here anyway uh, I just wanted to share this story that I heard from Don Donquist and I think it's coming out of the AA and it's probably shared widely there so it's just like my take on it so it's kind of an explanation of addiction okay so you're in a boxing ring you know it's a big boxing match it's you and alcohol it's the main event packed out stadium everybody's there you know your your family's front row seat you know your significant others sitting there with your kids front row and then all your relatives are behind there and watching and they will announce you coming into the ring and then the first round goes ding 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 first round starts dancing around and Al-cause just dancing around saying Alright, yeah, let's go, exhibition Let's give these guys a good show Boom, boom, you guys are boxing, boxing Slipping the jab, trying to get in some hooks Boom, boom And alcohol, call boom, connects Go down on one knee And then Elk back And it was, oh, lucky shot, lucky shot You're alright, you can get me You can whip me, man, you're way bigger You're way stronger than me, you got this So you get up, you go at it again Boom, 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 boom. round ends and you're feeling pretty good You know, you're feeling good Ready to go again Round two, ding, 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 starts You get in there, start mixing it up with alcohol Getting some punches And boom, again, catches you with the right hook Go down, laying flat on the ground And now cause dancing around like, Oh man, lucky shot, I got a lucky shot, man You're still good, man, you're good Just a lucky shot, no problem Round two ends and round three starts ding, 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 ding. You come in, boom, 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 mixing it up, mixing it up. Uppercut, boom, drops you. Ugh. I is like, ah, oh, lucky shot again, man. You're good, man. I'm just getting lucky tonight, man. You're better than me. You're bigger than me. You're stronger than me. And at this point, people are leaving because you're the star. Everybody came to see you when people start leaving the stadium. Boom, boom. Even your relatives are leaving. They're leaving. You jump up and you're like, man, I got this. I'm knock him out. And you jump back in there, round four, ding ding. Starts up and give him everything, boom, boom, boom. Throwing hooks, throwing jabs, throwing combos, trying to catch him. He's dodging, he's missing. You don't connect at all, boom, lazy out again. Right cross, boom, you hit the floor and you're trying to get up. It's hard, difficult, can't get up. Finally do, and you look around and one of your kids is standing there at the corner, at your corner, saying, pulling on your shorts, saying, let's go. Come on. It's time to go. Everybody's leaving. Let's just go. This isn't fun anymore. Um, we came to see you win, but you just keep getting knocked out. Let's go. Like, no, I got him. You guys just stay. This next round, I'll get him. I'll get him. And then, boom, ding, 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 round. And before you can even get up, stand up, I'll right there. Boom. Drops you. Grr. And then you're like, oh, you roll out of the ring. You go you go back and uh, seek some help. You're like, get a different trainer. Like, this trainer sucks. And you get rid of all your music. And you get some flute music. And you get different vitamins. And you come back. You come back two months later. You're like, all right, this time, I'm going to whoop alcohol. You get back in the ring and... While you're getting in the ring, you're putting your foot in. Alcohol reaches over the ring and boom, drops you. Boom, you fall on the ground. And you're just like, ah, oh, what's going on here? And this continues. You try to get back up in the ring and alcohol jumps over the ropes and kicks you in the face. Boom, you, just, you can't even get in the ring. And then so you leave. And then you finally go get some help. And you finally get a counselor. You finally go, you know, get some mental health, you start implementing new coping skills, you start walking a different path, and you realize that you're not going to win this fight. So the best way to defeat this alcohol is you don't even enter the arena. You don't even go over there. You're just like, ah, you can win. You can have it. I'm over here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk the red road. I'm going to be in recovery. And you just move on with your life and let alcohol have that arena. But that's my story That's all I got A who
1: Speak on it Speak on it bro. Um, mm. Internet, bro Speak on it Speak on it Speak on it, Speak on it. I'm sorry, bro, man. I was trying out some new stuff. Anyway, so today <clears throat> I just wanted to talk about one of my uh, all fine, all-time all favorite quotes, and that is, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And so, again, you know, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional, but sometimes the struggle is what we need. And, you know, we we'll all experience pain uh, throughout our lives you know people will pass we might become inflicted with disease uh, loss of relationships lack of money and other resources uh, these are a great many things that we cannot control and life isn't fair i mean that's just one of the core basic truths um, but this is not a bad thing it's a beautiful thing someone got the idea that life should be fair and that's not true And this began the cycle of expectation, of resentment, of disappointment, of entitlement, and anger. But here is the secret wisdom of the ages that holds the key to breaking our cycle of self-imposed suffering. All the great teachers of ancient wisdom have taught the reason for suffering. Jesus taught us that suffering was caused by separating from the love of God, disconnecting through negative thoughts, actions, and emotions that take us away from God. Buddha taught that that desire causes suffering. When we do not have what we want, we long for it, and this causes a burning in our being until it is satisfied. If we withdraw our attention from the object of our desire or craving, then we cease to suffer. The teaching boils down to this. If you look outside yourself for what what will fulfill you or make you happy, you are very likely to be disappointed. If you desire something outside yourself, you are suffering from a misconception about reality. All goodness and love is inside you at the core of your being where God resides. If you travel within and focus completely on the inside and the center of your being, you will find the love, peace, and fulfillment you have been looking for. Anything outside is transitory and shallow compared with what, with what is within. It takes courage to make the journey to the center of your being as you have, as you have to let go of the illusion of separateness or emptiness. You will stop suffering as you enter into that relationship with God and let go of the idea that you are empty. When you discover the God within, all craving ceases along with any fear, revulsion, prejudice, or anger. You are in peace because you lack nothing as you openly enter into the embrace of oneness with God within. The primary cause of suffering is that we have lost sight of our innate divinity, our spiritual origin. We have forgotten that each one of us is a spiritual being, a child of God. We have forgotten that, as spiritual beings, we have dominion and authority over our thoughts and feelings. We have used our formative power of thought in the wrong way. And we have built up negative beliefs in our consciousness, such as fear of old age, lack, and sickness. And we are suffering the effects. The primary cause of suffering, which is forgetfulness of our divine nature, has in turn caused the wrong thinking that has produced mental images of fear guilt anxiety failure and frustration these have reproduced after their kind resulting in lack sickness and suffering of all kinds and what that means is we think what we think about we bring about so in other words we control our own reality by the thoughts that we have a secondary cause is wrong thinking which is built up a belief in separation from god This has led to fear that we stand alone and the feeling that our ability to meet the challenges of our daily life is inadequate. And our unwillingness because of ignorance, fear and indifference to make a determined effort to release the wrong mental beliefs that bind us and produce unhappy conditions. And I should say to you, if you do not feel close to God today, who do you think moved? The remedy for suffering is to realize that we are spiritual beings than to do all that is necessary to base the activities of thinking and feeling on truth so that only true words, actions, reactions, and conditions may result. What is the value to be found in suffering, either mental or physical? Suffering is a warning to us that we have work to do to remove the cause that affects our well-being adversely, and we had better do it without further delay. And there's a lot more that I could go on to say, but it really comes down to this. We will experience pain. That's just the way life is. It, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. But we do not have to suffer. No, we can take this pain, we can learn from it, we can grow from it. And when we look within ourselves, look within ourselves, we, we realize and understand that our higher power, our creator, our God, however you come to terms with that, lies within. And all you have to do is open up and ask. That's all I got for this week. I thank you guys for listening. Oh ho! What's going on
2: here? Speak
1: on
3: it. Speak on it, bro.
1: And that, hey, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak
3: on it. Whatcha,
1: ah, everybody, does.
3: Ooh, yeah. Sunshine, skies.
2: Thank you, thank you, J.C., J.C. Man, I really, I was really um, impacted by both stories that you guys shared. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, did did I even prepare enough? (laughs) But, you know, like I was reminded today, like, or it was earlier in the week I believe it was Monday or Tuesday And like in what I was doing And I've just been like In this place in my life Where I'm just amazed at what God does, right? But this thing that I read It said, wellness When it comes to those who suffer from mental health Or substance use Does not mean an absence of disease Illness Or stress But rather filling A sense of purpose in life being actively involved in work or play that is satisfying finding happiness having joyful relationships and having a healthy body and living and living environment and before I even get into explaining why that struck a chord with me I just wanted to give a shout out like we haven't given a proper shout out because we've been a little bit constrained in our music. <laughs> And I love Bob Marley, but screw Tough Gun. <laughs> but I wanted to give a shout out, man, to my fav- one of my favorite MCs. Not only is he crow, not only is he uplifting, not only does he share a message of hope, but he's a friend uh, to, to all three of us here on the show. So shout out and big ups to Superman. We love you, bro. We see what you're doing. Proud of you, man. Proud of the good medicine C D. Proud of the good medicine record, man. Like, bro, it's dope, man. It's fire. And I and and I remember like this song. Like, this is my favorite song on the on the whole album. It's it's called Sunship. Or what's it called? Sunshine. Sunshine. But but like I said, man, my thing was like dealing with wellness and I'm astounded and amazed at the work of God because I remember like eight years ago in the worst in the trenches in my addiction at the lowest point, I remember walking the streets of downtown Billings. I remember seeing certain people and, and, and I remember this certain lady driving by in her nice white truck and, and and it's like eight fifteen in the morning and we went and got some Colt forty fives and I'm kind of embarrassed because this is like this isn't what I normally do, right? I'm embarrassed. And uh <clears throat> And then I get a little buzz like, and that day I end up in jail, like not even that day, like about an hour or two later, I end up in jail. I wake up in jail and I'm like, man, like I can't live like this. But you fast forward, you fast forward almost like you fast forward about seven years. And I finally like coming to terms and understanding what it means to be well. What does well-briety mean? What does recovery mean? And for me, it's like it's amazing because as long as you stick to the decision that you have made in your lowest point, God will be faithful to partner up with you and walk with you every step of the way. Because I've, I, I'm, I'm reminded, like, man, I, today, like, I just started a new job, like, two weeks ago. Like, this is, like, the, like exactly two weeks And I'm thankful to be in a position, not because of what it brought me, but because now I'm in a position where I can help people. And the way that I found out that I'm in the position where God wanted me to be, it's because all the cards fell into place And ever since I made this decision to leave my last job Even though it was good paying Even though it, it took care of me for the, for the past three years of my life Almost four years of my life Took care of me my daughter Helped me to pay every single bill Helped me, like man, I got used to it Like I got used to it But at the end of the day, I realized like I wasn't happy I realized like I, I, I wasn't living up to my full potential But one of the biggest realizations that I came to terms with in this move, in this change of careers, is the amount of peace and joy that it's brought to my life. Like, now I'm learning what it means to take care of myself. I'm learning what it means to to care about those that are lost. Like, man, like, yesterday I had the opportunity to walk around and meet all these people on the street. And I'm like, man, you know what, bro? Like, get used to seeing me out here because I'm going to come see you. Every single day of the week Like I'm gonna be out here now And my job description Isn't to try to Better your life My job description Is to just go and love on those That society deems unlovable If nobody else wants to go Send me cause I'll go And I'm at peace with that situation And when I read that quote Wellness when it comes to those who suffer From mental health or substance use Does not mean an absence of disease, illness or stress I faced all those things But at the end of the day What I found was not only a sense of purpose in my life But I found what I'm always talking about That sense of peace like beyond everything that we've ever faced, man, in, in this life of recovery, in this wealth of, life of well wellbriety. Man, at the end of the day, one of the most things that I'm one of the things that I'm most thankful for is peace, man. And I'm amazed at God because I understand that it was never me. It was what God placed in me and it was all his plan. And this and I'm just excited to be in this position. Like not, not even like in terms of like pay or nothing But I'm just excited to have the opportunity To do what I've been talking about for the past year and a half There's been times where I wanted to give up And I never gave up There's been times where I felt hopeless And I decided like man you know what God No matter what happens I'm going to trust you So whoever is listening If you're in a similar season or a similar time in your life And you think that things will never get better for you And maybe you're at the lowest point in your life. Maybe all your family has turned their back on you. Maybe every friend don't answer their phone. Maybe every person that you know that can help you isn't in a position to help you today. I'm here to tell you, man, keep continuing to put one step in front of the other because it does get better. I don't know if it's going to take one week. I don't know if it's going to take a month. But I promise you, as long as you continue to make the decision on a daily basis to get well, man, things will happen in your favor. There's going to be times when you want to give up. There's going to be times that you feel like crying. Maybe crying is all that you can do. But just continue to do it because things do get better. And man, God will bring it around full circle for you. Like he did for me. Like man, I just like, like for me, like I'm no, I'm nobody special, man. Like I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. The only difference between me and somebody else that succeeds is that I decided to never give up no matter how hard it got. And that's. What gives me peace today, man. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening, man. I'm excited. I'm stoked that we have spoken word back. Or what is it called? (laughs) Speak on it. (laughs) Bro, I even forgot, man. But (laughs) But I'm excited, man, to be in this position. Like, to be able to love the unlovable, man. And to be here with my brothers, bro. Like, speak on it segment back in full effect. Episode thirty nine give Randy John the mic and give him some rhymes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, hey. Speak yeah. on it. Uh-huh. hey.
1: Ah, it's good to have it back.
2: So <laughs> when I say spoken word,
1: <laughs> spoken word. I gotta apologize it didn't run as smoothly as I wanted it to, that's but that's right. that's life is just like that. Hey, man, so that's good, how we roll, man. We just roll with the that's, punches. That's part of the it's part of the what do you call it? Um the, we're char- not, the character of the show. Yeah, we're yeah. not
2: here to listen to perfection. Yeah. Oh we're,
1: uh, we're I, I here, because of, yeah. <laughs> we're here yeah. because of the process.
0: We're here because of the process. That's our appeal. Yes. We're <laughs> part of the process. Learning as we go. But no, that's good, man. I appreciate you guys sharing your experience, strength, and hope. It's awesome. It's good, man. Episode thirty nine is a wrap. Um, we appreciate all our listeners out there all over flat earth for tuning in. Make sure you like, and subscribe on our Podbean, and check out our Facebook and our Instagram. Uh, we'll probably have Twitter and all that coming up next. I'm not on Twitter, but if anybody, are we else,
1: on TikTok?
2: No. Hey, do people like, I remember Twitter when it was cool. Like people still use to Twitter today, huh? To go and hide.
0: <laughs> probably. I don't know. I don't, I have a Twitter, but I like, I don't know, I never got I never got it going. I mean get away from Facebook and go to Twitter where it's cool.
1: How do you know what is cool though? I mean Yeah, like none of the kids use Facebook.
2: I guess for me, like Twitter was something that I used back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You know, like everybody, like all the music artists, all the like famous people, like they all used it back then. And then it's crazy because now, like Native America, has just gotten a hold of it within the past few years. That well, there's been people that used it extensively, yeah. But now they just now got into it, and it's like the younger generation. And yeah, yeah I've just noticed that you know, yeah, and I go on there and, and check, like you know what I mean, like yeah. I think I, I started
0: people, a Twitter account like 2010, right around there.
2: Yeah, and like I started, you know,
0: then I was just like, ah, there's too much work. Yeah. That's one back to Facebook. No, it's just like
2: Facebook. I'm yeah. officially old because I love it like Facebook. Like yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Hey, r- real, real, real quick before we go. You guys been watching the Olympics?
2: Yes. So oh. I
0: watched uh, yesterday morning live. I watched the USA women's won the 3x3 gold medal against the uh, Russians. For what?
3: Three x three. oh.
0: It's, three, what it's is three, that. On three? It's it's awesome. Oh, I want to talk to that bomb because it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> you
2: should have. It's uh, three versus three on three,
0: three versus three. Uh But the ball is always live. Okay. So, like, if one team scores as soon as it goes through the hoop, it's live. But the other team gets it; they have to back court and there's a 12-second shot clock. So as soon as it goes through the hoop, the 12-second shot clock resets, and they got 12 seconds to shoot. So it was like, boom, 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 and it's 10-minute games. That's an Olympic
1: sport. It's, it's like man. res ball. Huh?
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real fast. Boom, 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 man. Like, these are Olympic athletes, and by the end of the game, man, they're huffing and puffing, and they got two subs, and everybody's huffing and puffing. Like that bronze medal game, man, both teams, I think it was Japan and somebody else, I can't remember. Those ladies were just like, dragging through that game like took everything just to finish
1: that game at 10 minute games yeah that's pretty cool i Olympic couple, athletes i watched a couple of games i didn't get to see any of the medal rounds i did watch skateboard street men and women yeah that was different um oh i was watching bro i was telling you i was watching those those fencers yeah, yeah. And man, those those ladies are getting pumped every time they had score, and they go Raaah! Yeah, they were screaming <laughs> like crazy, man right? on roids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like holy cow, I don't wanna I don't wanna get in the I don't wanna cross blades with that lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys just get into like the Olympics, huh? Yeah, I love the Olympics, Sports, man. bro Sports I mean, hey, I was watching rugby I don't yeah. understand the rules I kind of get it Again, it looked like res ball Like, you know, how we used to play out in the field Yeah, yeah, yeah like Yeah, I almost said it <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Indian football I, I, Indian football I almost said the same thing, <laughs> right. too <and> I, <laughs> I <laughs> Say said it, say no, 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 it No, 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 no Say it no. It's, no, it's,
1: it's out of date But anyway yeah. Yeah, so I was watching rugby and I kind of yeah, understand the, um, the the rules to that one. Let's see what else. I, like there, there's all kinds of good stuff on there, man. I yeah. mean, it's just sports. Watching people, watching athletes at their peak performance. You know, going out for their countries and trying to win yeah. gold. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, the um, what
0: is it? I can't wait for the track and field to start. I think it's starting this weekend.
1: Track and field. Oh, softball! I was watching women's softball. I love women's softball. I was watching college World Series because yeah. Arizona is a powerhouse. Thank yeah. you. Bear down.
0: Yeah, I was actually watching the um, the meadow meadow game. Go meadow game, in Japan. I was oh, I was actually rooting for Japan, man. man I, they, was
1: they, like, they, I was like, let's go. I was like, they look like my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, cousins. They look. You look more related to them than you did to the Americans. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was well, cheering for Japan on that. Japan's one. been getting a lot of gold though. Yeah, yeah, they, I think out of
0: all the countries Japan has the most gold medals but USA is winning in the metal medals count. count, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I even watch the triathlon which is kind yeah, of Yeah, It's just
0: fun watching sports.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean I love the Olympics.
0: I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate watching sports.
1: Oh, like uh, the summer Olympics more so than the winter Olympics, even though no. I'll check it out like uh, like the bobsledding and stuff that looks insane.
0: Yeah, like the downhill, that downhill skiing. Yeah. Especially the ones that when they, they don't use the sticks, they just go.
1: Yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's crazy. You don't watch the Olympics, huh? No,
2: I don't, I don't get down with that. Well, what I've been doing is just getting back into 2K. That's how I know I'm in a better place because I stopped <laughs> playing that for about three, four months.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, 2K. Yeah, man. I'm, you I, I watch I the
2: Olympics okay. every four years. Yeah, I don't get into Olympics though. Well, every uh-huh. fifth year this
1: time, so Oh yeah, this is the fifth and then year. then we'll watch it again in three. So hey, we got yeah, that yeah, to look yeah. forward to. And then
0: twenty twenty two we got winter Olympics, so yeah, man. Sports is awesome. Sports is awesome. All right, well thirty nine is in the bag. As um Oh, what is that rapper's name? Just throw it in the bag. Fabulous fab. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we out. Peace and love to everybody out there. Peace,
2: love and chicken grease.
0: That's right. Keep walking the red road. Fry bread grease. Uh if you feel like you're doing a sober thing, nobody cares, we care. We're we're rooting for you. We believe in you. Uh unspoken words, episode thirty nine, we're out. Shinnick. A hey, Pagani, yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs, not drugs. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Peace.